0: A man who's taken more money off Izzy on the golf course than most, uh, Craig McMillan joins us. How you doing, mate? <laughs> Morning, guys. <laughs> mate, how was uh, how was four days in Tauranga? Uh, I mean, it, was, it, it looked on the outset like it was going to be pretty predictable, but the South Africans, given who they didn't have, put up a hell of a fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of expectation on New Zealand heading into this test match in the series, really, wasn't there, because it's not the strongest South African team that we've ever seen. Um, six guys on debut. Um, a lot of experience missing. So, all in all, I thought it was an outstanding performance from New Zealand. They got everything right, really, from the start. Where their selection, they went with the spinner. They went with Mitchell Santner instead of Neil Wagner. Um, Normally, New Zealand played the four seamers, don't they, in New Zealand conditions? But they felt it was going to be a, it was a little bit dry and it was going to turn, and that it proved. And um, they also played and Ravindra at number four, and he. Um, we paid the faith with 240, so they got all things right, and it was a
2: pretty good performance.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's
2: be honest, Mecca. That was a club team out there, mate, running down <laughs> there at 125 clicks an hour. You would have loved to have faced that, and I reckon you would have got a 100 in that attack, <laughs> mate. What, what, what did you... like When you look at this series, is it good for Test cricket?
1: No, it's probably not, easy. to be fair? I mean... South Africa were here a couple of years ago and Dean Elgin was the captain and what a gritty tough test performer he was. Um, and you remember we bet South Africa in the first test at Hagley mm-hmm. and then the second test a week later at Hagley they came back and beat us. South mm. Africa have been our bogey team in test cricket for years. That was only our sixth test victory in 48 test matches against South Africa and we've never won a series. So what we have to do is make sure that if they've sent a, and they have sent a below par team to our shores, that we beat them, we beat them well, yep. and we and we make a little bit of history as well and send them packing. And I think New Zealand did that over the last four days here in the Mount.
0: Now, we had a text through earlier from Rob um, on double eight double three said, Tim Southey averages over 40 in Test cricket against Australia, and that was when he was bowling in his pomp. Simply put, Southey and his bowling buddies will be batting practice for Steve Smith and co., um, so he's seen that through and I was like, well, you know, it's, I, I guess he's got some stats there to back that up. But how helpful is this series against South Africa, given that we are leading into Australia?
1: Yeah, look, it's time in their legs, Ricardo. It's, it's time out of the middle. It's, you know, they're honing their game. So they'll be full of confidence from, from I would say, winning these two test matches. Obviously, they've still got to do the job in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and Australia, remember, coming off a loss against the West Indies. So, look, we, we we hardly play Australia. It's a real frustration for me. It doesn't matter what format, whether it's T20, ODI or Test cricket, we very very rarely get to see Australia on our shores. So, as everyone is, that's the highlight of the summer. Everyone's looking forward to it. And I guess they are the, the benchmark in world cricket at the moment. So that will tell us exactly where this New Zealand side's at.
2: Kane Williamson, Mecca, um, like uh, his his domination, 31 Test centuries for the Black Caps. Now, um, you know his performance, his career. How's he operating? Like it wasn't long ago. Long ago, he had a knee problem. Is he is he coming back to his very best?
1: <laughs> he's a freak. Is he? He's an absolute freak. He's a genius. I mean, he's hardly played any cricket in recent times. Um, he did a wee hammy, didn't he? A couple of weeks ago. Um, in the yeah. Pakistan series, and he comes back after playing cricket for three weeks and peels off a couple of hundreds. Um, he's just, you know, he is at that top echelon in terms of world greats. Um, you know, there used to be the debate about, was he New Zealand's best batter? That's not even a debate or a conversation anymore. He is miles ahead of anyone else. Mm. There's daylight between him and second place, and that's not being disrespectful to probably Martin Crowe, who's number two. Who was an amazing player in his own right, but with 31 Test hundreds and averaging 55 um, from close to 100 Test matches, um, yeah, he is our world great. So, I- I'm looking forward to the battle of him up against Steve Smith because their careers are parallel quite a lot over the years. Um, the only factor is that you know we just don't play enough Test cricket. I mean, Kane Williamson's played a, what 97 Test matches. Mm. Steve Smith's played quite a few more. Joe Roots played quite a few more with England. And if, you know, Cain Williamson had played as much cricket as those guys, he'd probably have 40 test hundreds by now.
2: mackett I was I was sitting with your good mate yesterday, you know, I'm talking about, he goes right at golf. And we were talking about the errors. Well, mm-hmm. this era, the probably desire to bowl really quick is probably not there. You're not seeing the quicks that we're around when you were facing out there. Is that a huge difference at the moment that we're not seeing that out-and-out heat from our bowlers?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, and, and errors are always very hard to compare, mm. and and yeah. not not going down that that, <laughs> that train of thought, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but you're not seeing the out-and-out speedsters anymore, are you? And, and you know, through mm. our era. We were either lucky or unlucky, depending on which way you're looking at it, that, that we got to face some of the quickest bowlers that have, have played the game. But mm. um, you still can't take it away. I look at the modern-day bowlers. They're very skillful. Um, yeah. You know, They have a number of different deliveries that um, perhaps weren't around through our era. Because of T20 cricket, um, mm. bowlers have evolved and changed and get better, which I think has been good for the game. Um but there's certainly not the heat that um, that was going around when, when we played through our era. But there's still a lot of very skillful ballers in this Australian attack, mate. They are, mm. they are on top of the game, and they're going to make life very difficult for our batters. So that's going to be intriguing to see how that plays out.
0: Craig, I'm interested to uh, talk about, about Kane as well and, and why he is so good. Because, I mean, I grew up, uh, when I was a kid, I remember watching the end of Glenn Turner's Career and then the beginning of Martin Crowe's career, and you you know you mentioned Crowe, and I think those guys are probably along with maybe Ross Taylor the three best uh, batsmen outside of Kane. What do you think puts Kane apart from those guys who are also so very good? <laughs> it's so hard to define Ricardo. It really is <laughs> because
1: um, those greats, or if you've got a little bit of genius, you, you're not quite sure what it is, but there's just something there that's different. Um, yeah. I think he has the ability to pick up length um, and, and the ability to see the ball from the hand and pick up length earlier than than other players and we're talking fractions of a second when you're facing bowlers that are bowling 140 to 150k which gives them a little bit more time because you always hear the saying oh he looks like he's got time and, mm. and the great players do have time they're not rushed um, he's a problem solver he's one of the best problem solvers because I've seen and I've talked with him and I've was part of the coaching setup and he would come in at lunch after being batting for the first session and, and struggling a little bit and, and he would tell me what was going on and he was struggling with this and struggling with that and so I'm going to just change my back lift a little bit and probably my grip, I'm just going to loosen my grip a little bit because that will allow me a little bit more access through the offside which is where I think I have to hit the ball. So. In terms of being a problem solver, he does it on the run. He does it mid-innings, mm. whereas a lot of guys will come in at the end of an innings and say, oh, I really struggled with this, you know, like I couldn't work out how to, how to get around this. He, he doesn't. He solves those things on the run. And, and just the ability to play the ball late, you know, the, we talk a lot about it. He plays, lets the ball come to him, which again buys him a bit more time, plays the ball so late, and he plays with soft hands. I don't know if you saw during the test. He actually nicked mm. a couple and most yeah. unusual for a, like a couple, but they didn't carry through to the slips because he doesn't play with hard hands. Anyone else would be trying to hit that ball hard through cover and would push their hands out, and then the ball carries further to the slip court, and he actually just lets it come to him, and it dies off the edge, and that's just part of the greatness and part of the skill that he possesses.
2: You saw the leadership he was uh, showing when Russian and Ravindra was a little bit rattled in that first innings, went down there, talked him out of... Uh, a few a few shots and just really cooled and calm and collected with Russian. Um, speaking of time, uh, Devin Conway he's struggled probably, I think his average has gone from 54 to 43 in the last year um, what have you made of Devin? Is it an easy fix? Is it confidence issue? Is it his game, technical?
1: Yeah, it's probably a number of things, to be fair. I mean, we know what a quality player is, so that's first and foremost. And he's not going to get dropped by New Zealand. They're going to give him plenty of time to find his way back into form. Um, You know, he's played a lot of cricket in recent times. Mm. And and sometimes when players are playing around the world um, at franchise cricket and, um, you know, filling, filling their wallet up, there sometimes is a price to pay in terms of, getting mentally tired, and they have to realise that, that sometimes there is <laughs> something that they have yeah. to realise that, Yeah, I can play a lot of cricket, but there is going to be an effect somewhere. This this is sort of the first time that he's really struggled in terms of scoring runs yeah. and an output. So It's something that he's probably dealing with. I think he, he had a little break. He had COVID a couple of weeks ago, so he missed some cricket. And to me, he just looks rusty, boys. And I don't think he's far off. It was probably one of the reasons that New Zealand had a little bit of a bat in that second innings. They thought, we'll give the bowlers a rest and it's probably a good opportunity for Conway to have another bat and spend some time at the crease. And, you know, he got 29, but he faced 68 balls and he'll be better for that bat in the second innings. Still wasn't at his fluent best and, and still got some work to do, but he's not far away. But New Zealand mm. need him at the top of the game when the Aussies get here, no doubt.
0: Yeah, no doubt indeed. Well, we head to Hamilton uh, now, Macker for this uh, second test. Uh you talked about playing the spinner in Mitch Santner versus uh, Neil Wagner at the Mount. Do you see it, that changing for Hamilton or do you reckon it stays as is? It's going to
1: be a really interesting one, Ricardo, because actually Willow Rourke, the young Canterbury mm. fast bowler comes into the New Zealand squad. So mm. um, do they bring them in the squad and actually play him or does he just stay, come in the squad and stay around the team? If you're bringing them in, to me, you play him So, that would be the change. They'd leave Santner out and bring O'Rourke in. Um, but Santner ended up with six wickets, bowled really well. Looked um, He struggled and re cricket for a while, but that's the best I've seen him bowl for some time. So it will all come down to conditions in Hamilton. If there's more green grass and it looks like it's going to go through, then they might go with the fourth seamer. The other option they've got, and this might actually be where they go is they leave Cole Jameson out, because Jameson's just come back from injury. Um, There's four test matches in a row, pretty much, and they'll be worried about him because they need him against the Australians. So perhaps there might be a change here where they leave Santner in, but they bring in O'Rourke or or Wagner, the other two options, for Kyle Jamieson, so that he's going to be fully fit and rearing to go for that Australian test series, and they're just managing him after he's come back from a long-term injury.
0: What have you made of uh, Matt Henry's return um, from that hamstring injury? I know Robbie, our producer, was a, was a little bit filthy yesterday. He had a <laughs> he had a bet on at the start of the test for Kane to score 100 plus <laughs> runs and uh, Henry to take five plus wickets, and he got stranded on four, <laughs> so he was a bit filthy, mate. But where do, where do you reckon Henry is at the moment?
1: <laughs> well, I thought he bowled beautifully in that first inning, so I thought he was close to New Zealand's best seam bowler with three for 31. Um, he was at his awkward best, just nipping around, um, and I thought he bowled beautifully. It was interesting yesterday, boys, the New Zealanders went to that short ball attack, and that is mm. not a job that Matt Henry does very well, that is not one of his strengths. And then Tim Southey went to it as well, and, and he didn't do it so well, and Benningham actually managed to sort of hit it around the ground and, and put a bit of pressure back on the New Zealand guys that's where perhaps they missed Neil Wagner because that's the role, that's the job he would have done in those circumstances. But then Jameson came on and he was more equipped with his extra height and bounce to actually do that short ball thing. So Matt Henry and Tim Sowley when they're just bowling normal, pitching the ball up, getting a little bit of wobble, a little bit of movement, they're world-class, both of them. So that, that's the roles that they have to do. And yesterday... They changed it up. It didn't quite work, but they still got the job done.
0: Yeah, they did indeed. And so did you and your team, mate. Uh, great job on the call uh, with the with the TVNZ coverage. Enjoyed that. Uh, keep it up, mate. And now uh, looking forward to the second test. Thanks for your time. Cheers, boys. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, uh, Macca. Craig McMillan there with us. And, yeah, interesting to see uh, what they do do with Willow Rock. Because he's right. I mean, they're bringing him in. Mm. Do you bring him in not to play him?
2: Probably not. Uh, yeah you want to win the series, don't you? Mm. Um, but then you run the risk with Kyle Jamison coming back from big major, you know, back injuries and so on. And the importance of him having that height and speed against the Australians is probably the, the key factor there building towards that test series. Um, yeah, Will O'Rourke, Mitch Santner, he struggled with the ball with the red ball lately, but bowled really well. What does the pitch do in Hamilton? Is it gonna break up and offer turn and, and, and variation towards the latter of that test match? Like I think those are the those are the keys whether they do start with Mitchell Santner and and then Devin Conway, you know. Just he ain't gonna get dropped. It's probably just the confidence thing and, and the importance. He's played so much, Greg. I think that's the concern that I was talking about. Further on, like IPL, ODIs, then you come back and play test cricket, money on offer over there is tiring a lot of our big players. And Devon looks a little bit tired, maybe.